the Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Keep the text coming, 704-570-9610. Hit that follow button on social media, mainly the Wesson Walker page on Twitter or X, whichever you prefer. The WFNZ Twitter and Instagram page, at Wes Bryant underscore 72, at Walker Mail and at HTB underscore Josh on Twitter and Instagram as well. But now it is time for the campus Kona. All right. We've gotten a couple of weeks up under. It's gotten to see these teams in some tough games and some not so tough games. But when you look over the landscape of the state of North Carolina, which teams do you feel or which team do you feel the most confident in thus far? We've got a lot of picks. You have Charlotte, App State, the Tar Heels, the Wolfpack, the Demon Deacons, lots of options. But Walker Mill, who do you feel most confident in thus far and why? feel pretty good about Duke being my answer. North Carolina has Drake May. Going to give them a chance in every single game. The defense, as we saw against App State, I don't think it's anything that you can trust at this point. Now, Jones Angel joined Mac and Bone and talked about how they had nine pressures, I believe, on App State's quarterback, but they also didn't get home, and they also allowed quite a bit of points. So it's not anything that I can trust outright, especially with the amount of uh, of uh, problems that they've had in the last couple of years. I'm going with Duke. If you look at what they've done to the first two weeks of the season, one Power 5 opponent, one preseason ranked opponent in Clemson, and one not so much, their defense is tied for eighth in the country when it comes to points against, only allowing seven points on average right now to the first two games. Their rushing yards, they've been running for a lot. They're 17th in all of college football when it comes to the ground game. Riley Leonard could play himself into a first-round pick at the end of the season. People are paying attention to him in that way. And the quarterback, so even if you're not throwing for a ton of yards right now, they're only 83rd in all of college football. We know just how good Riley Leonard is. And that defense can match up man-to-man. I love what Mike Elko brings on the defensive side. And it's something you could have seen coming with the success that he's had at previous stops. Duke is for real. They've earned the benefit of the doubt as far as what they did last year and then picked up on that momentum this season, Duke is the team that I feel the best about. Yeah, I'm going to go with you as well because we've seen them get the biggest win thus far, knocking off Clemson at home. This was a team that sat around all offseason, had to hear about how they weren't one of the better teams in the league. So this was a squad that came out and took it upon themselves to make everybody take notice. So I'm going to give them credit for that. Like you said, that defense, this is a Duke defense that we haven't seen in quite some time, even in a two-game span, be able to put together what they have because they're only giving up seven points a game, like you said. And that's against a Clemson football team that was coming in with all the expectations of what they were going to do offensively. Well, how many questions? Questions we have about the other teams. NC State, you still have questions about, especially offensively. North Carolina, you have questions defensively. If you just want to extend it to the Carolinas and talk about Clemson, you know, we all know about the questions we have about Kate Klubnick, how fast they're going to pick up this offense from Garrett Riley, the skill position. Wake Forest is an interesting team. It, it's They're just kind of sitting in no man's yeah. land right now because. They had some hiccups against Elon, but then they came out, and I thought it was a strong performance against Vandy. So they're a team that we're still kind of wait and see once they play a little bit better. I know Vanderbilt was in the SEC, but a lot of people, you know, Vanderbilt's not a team that 
first comes to mind when you talk about SEC football. So Wake is kind of a wait-and-see approach. They've been steady so far, so we haven't really got to see them be tested. And you can have questions about Wake. I don't think they're as big, but also it's just because I don't think Wake is as talented as Duke is, considering what they're able to do the last couple of years. And so Duke is the team. I feel pretty good about it as well. North Carolina is one that you could see continuing to win and then gain some momentum, especially with that offense, even without the wide receivers of what they've had in the last couple of years or so. Duke is the squad. Also adding the fact that they're number three in the ACC and pass efficiency defense. So I like that as well. Fiddy, do you have a vote for who you think is the team you feel most confident in thus far in the great state of North Carolina? Yeah, I mean, I I, I think I would still lean North Carolina because I got the best quarterback, right? Like Duke has the best win, but how many teams would have beaten Clemson if they would have played that bad on the road in their home stadium? Like North Carolina would have beaten Clemson if they would have played like that. But, yeah, but, but the defense was. Yeah, and, and and that's tough to go up. with hypotheticals like that because at the end of the day, they did something not a lot of teams in the ACC have done to Clemson in quite some time. And I mean, a lot of teams have had chances. I mean, Carolina played what a lot of people thought was a down Clemson team in a neutral spot and wasn't able to get the job done. So I don't know that we could necessarily make that argument right here in this moment. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, did Clemson fumble the ball twice inside the five-yard I mean, line? It doesn't games? matter. No. Duke, Duke had turnovers they had to overcome as well. They got the win at the end of the day. They beat them 28-7. to Y'all weren't able to beat them, so that sounds like excuses to me. How is it, how is it, how is it an excuse? Well, I because y'all North played Carolina, a down Clemson team and couldn't beat them. I could see North Carolina being better at the end of the season, but man, when you talk about North Carolina being able to beat Duke in week one. I mean, maybe, but I think that strips credit away from Duke's defense. They were locking those dudes up, and the skill positions, it's not like Bo Collins and Antonio Williams are fantastic, but also, we've talked about the lack of talent in the secondary for North Carolina for quite some time, and even in this defensive performance they had against South Carolina, it was all about the pass rush. Those dudes at Duke can cover, and that's exactly what they did while also providing some pressure against Cade. So to me, it strips all the credit from Duke's defense that I think really applied a lot of pressure to that Clemson offense. All right. I wasn't trying to do that. I mean, Clemson didn't punt in the second half. They walked the ball up and down the field, and, you know, they, they, they really kicked themselves more in the foot. So I, How do you do well, that? Well, Duke forced some of those turnovers, though. You can't act like it was just all Clemson just walking around with yeah. the ball, and the ball just somehow slipped out. That fumble on the goal line, Duke's player's helmet hit the ball that made it come loose on uh, Mafa. Yeah, so, I mean, if, yeah. If, if those fumbles don't happen, you know, Clemson wins the game. Okay, go. but Duke also had turnovers that they had to overcome as well, though. So yeah, that's the thing that kills yeah, me about people said, saying that. But that's why I said North Carolina, because Drake May is not going to make those turnovers, right? Like, he made like, it in the ACC championship game you know, when he threw I, a pick six. I still trust him more than I trust a Riley Leonard moving forward in big spots. Did he well, not throw a pick six in the ACC championship game? That was last year, Wes. Okay, but he still went against against Clemson, and he made a critical mistake. Yeah, and, Riley yeah. Leonard did not. Yeah, but that game was at home. So you can't say what would have happened. Like you're trying to compare apples to oranges. Bottom like, it was line, a different game. They, bottom line, they beat Clemson. Y'all didn't when you had the chance. At the end of the day, moving I, right along. Well, can I ask a question? I've been stuck on Fiddy saying they kicked themselves in the foot. It's a figure of speech. Are you, are you, are you be <laughs> captain literal on a Thursday? I just want to examine that. Like, do you kick yourself? Because uh, I thought they were going to kick themselves in the bahuni or like I don't know. I was just. I didn't know if you could kick yourself in the foot. I'm sorry. I'm All right, so when we, when we talk about uh, most valuable non-quarterbacks in the ACC so far, there's a lot of candidates, a lot of great players. 
that are out there helping their respective teams. But I'm going to give some credit. I know a lot of people out there, they want to try to say that everything I say about the Tar Heels is biased. But so far, I'm going to go with Amarion Hampton. He's been spectacular. He's number five in all of college football, the entire NCAA in rushing yards. He's also second in rushing touchdowns. He's off to a fantastic season so far for this young man. And I think that he was a key part. Now, you want to talk about if somebody didn't do this or that, they wouldn't have won. Without Omarion Hampton, you're not beating the App State Mountaineers on Saturday. He was big time for them, 230-plus yards rushing, a couple of scores on the day. Uh, I think he's really stepped out and lo- looks like a star in the making. Omarion Hampton looks fantastic. I also think they have a lot of depth at that position. And so even if you don't expect British Brooks, who was out this game, to go over 200 yards, British Brooks still a very good player in the backfield. I'm going away from the running back group with North Carolina. Well, we know you hate running backs. With that, that's true. See, look at all. You're, you can't say, I'm not biased. I'm going to Marion. Fitty's uh, biased with North Carolina. Now, I buy everybody's biased. I'm sticking with my point. Okay? This Let's is what go. I'm doing. I just think Keon Coleman is that dude. I know yeah. they got Johnny Wilson, but he also had big-time drops in that game against LSU. Florida State with Jordan Travis throwing him the ball, and it didn't matter what way he beat you. There were so many different avenues. It doesn't matter if it was going over the top, playing physical at the point of catch. Like, Keon Coleman is that dude to me. And so maybe they they have enough talent, like with Trey Benson and even Johnny Wilson, who I still like despite some key drops in that opener. They could probably get by some of the lack of production you might get from Coleman. But if I look at who I think is the best skill player in the conference right now, and I think that's Keon Coleman, that's the answer that I got to go with. Yeah, he's also the ACC's leading touchdown receiving target. He's I mean, that got dude looked those. fantastic in yeah. that opening. He's sitting at 85 yards a game, but the number one receiving yards per game, I bet you probably never guess who's number one in receiving yards per game. I ain't going to try. It is Xavier Restrepo from the Kane. He yep, never would have got it. 97 yards per game. Fiddy, do you have a candidate for most valuable non-quarterback in the ACC so far? You want to go Hampton? Just say it. It's okay. I'm 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 gonna go with Duke's defense because you know they 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 force they force those Clemson <laughs> yeah. fumbles that helmet you know it just shined bright under the the, the biggest <laughs> night game in the history of Wallace Wade Stadium. <sighs> yeah, I mean, my God. No, nah, I mean I the would, whole group, huh? I love it. <laughs> it's the most credit you're gonna give them all year long. The reason why I'm hesitant to say Hampton's because it's one game. And, you know, like, who knows? Is he going to be the starter moving forward if British Brooks is healthy? We don't know. That's the reason why he got the workload that he got a week ago. And, and Keon Coleman, I mean, like, like, like Walker said, like, Johnny Wilson's legit. Like, he, he's, he's, a, he's, a stu- he's a stud. But Coleman just elevates that Florida State offense to another level, which is why I think they're the team to beat in the ACC. Can I ask this question about North Carolina's backfield real quick? Because yes. we've seen that they've had some talented running backs. It actually kind of a weird running back history. Like we've talked about this before. They've had some studs come out of Chapel Hill. They're not Michael Carter and Javante Williams, but do we have a shot to just have a crazy dynamic duo with North Carolina if you bring in Hampton going over 200 and then British Brooks comes back? Hopefully if British Brooks can stay healthy. Right, but even, I mean, even what, there's four guys that you trust in that backfield, Fiddy. I think that's what Flounder was talking about too. Do you get anywhere close to a Javante-Michael Carter duo, or is that just, am I reaching too much on that? You could, you could. 
I mean, those they're, two backs were special, man. but you could definitely... Well, especially with Chip Lindsey, and especially with a commitment to run the football, I just wonder how close you can get to that kind of duo that we saw a few years back.